Welcome to Day of Destiny with Dr. Michelle Corral, author, prophetic teacher, and pastor of Breath of the Spirit Prophetic Word Center. Dr. Corral can be seen weekly, nationwide, and around the world on her weekly telecasts that air on God TV, Impact, and Word Network. Now, let's join Dr. Corral by experiencing Day of Destiny, designed with your highest destiny in mind. Now, here is Dr. Corral. Have you ever wondered why God allowed this test? Did you know that this test was for your best? The Bible teaches us all through the scriptures that when we pass the test, that God always brings us into our best. One of the best ways of understanding what this means is when we look at the life of the great man of God, father of faith, Abraham. When we look at the 10 testings of Abraham, the first testing is found in Genesis chapter 12, verse one. When God said to Abraham, he said, get thee out of thy country, of thy kindred, and from thy father's house, and go to a land that I will show you. And the Bible teaches us when we look at this word, get thee out, it's a phrase. It's an isolated phrase. It's nowhere else in the Bible except one other place. And that is found in the book of Genesis in the 22nd chapter in the 10th test of Abraham. So his tests begin with this phrase, get thee out, which translates leklaka. And also the last test, which is the 10th test, the binding of Isaac is also leklaka. So what does leklaka mean? What does that have to do with me in 2022 or 2023? What could that possibly do in my life? Isn't, aren't I just reading the story or is there something personal, powerful, prophetic and relevant that the Bible is teaching me about my own test? Is there something there that's going to teach me how to pass the test and come into God's best? The first thing the Bible wants us to know is when we research the meaning of the word leklaka, it literally shows us why this test. Because we see that the word leklaka literally means go to yourself. What does go to yourself mean? It means when you obey God and make God the center of your life, when the will of God like Jesus, whose will surrendered his entire will to the will of the Father. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 38, I came not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. We also see that Jesus said in Luke chapter 22, Father, not my will, but thine be done. So that we must understand that the test is so that we might be completely committed and totally submitted to God's will in our life. It brings us to that place. So the first thing we need to see is that, God, what is your will in the midst of this test? And when we embrace the will of God above all things, no matter how difficult, no matter how hard it is to actually discern the will of God and accept the will of God and walk in the will of God, then guess what? We're really not giving up anything because the Bible says we're going to ourselves. Did you know that if Abraham never went through Leklaka, he'd be stuck in Aram? 
and his name would only be Abram and not Abraham. Because you see, Abram means father of Aram. But Abram means, Abraham means father of many nations. Notice, one is just so isolated. It's just who he is in the natural. But when we see he goes through Lech Lecha, God does something for him. God says, I will make of thee a great nation, and I will make thy name great. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. You see, there was another self that Abraham didn't know when God said, get thee out. There's another self that he was going to become another self that was going to be a father of many nations, another self that was going to possess the land of Israel and find it and conquer and, and be able to give that land of Israel to his descendants, a man without descendants, a man without any seed, a man that was just called father of Aram, now becomes the father of many nations, and in his seed all nations of the earth are blessed. Leklakah, become who God has called you to act actually be. Step into your destiny, your destiny that the eye has not seen, the ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. And how do we get there? Through total surrender of self, through complete and absolute obedience to the will of God. Abraham teaches us the art of passing the test. And we see in this very last test of Abraham, found in Genesis chapter 22 in verse 1, the Bible says, after these things did God test Abraham. And the Lord said, Abraham. And he responded, Hanini, which means I'm ready. He said, take your son, your only son who you love, and let Lakah get thee into the land of Moriah and sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I will tell you of. Notice Abraham does exactly what he's always known for. He rises up early in the morning. That means immediate obedience. He does not use, allow his emotions to discern the will of God. He knows the will of God by God's voice. He knows the will of God that it takes total surrender to the will of God. And guess what happens? The test is for his best. Because at the end of the test, God says, do not sacrifice, sacrifice your son. For now I know the angel said that you fear God. But notice what comes out of the test. God says he swore an oath. And, it, and God said to him, because you have done this thing and you have not withheld your son, your only son who you love, the whole test was about not withholding, not holding back anything from God, giving God everything he requests, even our will, even, even our pride, even having to be right, even something that we think that was going to help us in such a mighty way, but it didn't. We see that Abraham, by doing what he did, God said, in blessing I will bless you, and in multiplying I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven and the sand of the seashore. Now watch this. And your seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. He passes the test, but the reward of Abraham's test goes to his seed. That means 
all of his descendants become victors. That means all of his descendants, based on the fact that he passed the test, your seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. That means God is saying, hallelujah, we are going to take possession over the oppression of the enemy. You see, passing the test is really for your best. Why would a person withhold from God? Now, beloved saints, we are learning this because it is Rosh Hashanah. And we also see on that Rosh Hashanah experience that took place in the binding of Isaac, we see the very first time in the scriptures where the shofar is used, that the ram's horn was caught in the thicket. And this ram's horn is a sign, a memorial of God's faithfulness to fulfill his promise. And he's going to fulfill it for you. Now, let's go live to the service in Anaheim, and I will be back to pray for you on this incredible season, supernatural season of Rosh Hashanah. Your father knows it. So I want you to understand these two types of providence, one being personal providence and one being general providence. Personal providence means that God on these dates, because it says for you, can you say it? For you. Do you remember any other time in scripture where God says, for you? Yes. Remember what he said. He said, if you bring all the tithe into the storehouse, the Bible tells us, the Bible says that there may be meat in my house, then I will open for what? For you, the windows of heaven. So we need to understand what does this for you mean? This for you means that God has ordained this date with destiny for your needs. That means this date is not like any other day. That means that God has separated the time, that there is a secular segment of time and there is a supernatural segment of time. God already divided time in the seven days of creation. Do you remember that God divided the light from the darkness? God divided the day from the night. God divided the water from the waters. Amen? And God has also divided the time. That means that the time when it comes for a holy convocation, that it's a time of God's divine visitation. And so when we speak of Rosh Hashanah, we need to understand this concept of visitation. Let me share with you what the Lord is speaking. Let's go to one of the most important revelations of Rosh Hashanah in the Bible. And we are going to see this in Genesis chapter 21. When you have it, say amen. The Bible says, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. And Sarah conceived and bare a son, and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time. Can you say that with me? At the set time. At the set time which God had spoken to him. This word, set time, and we know there are many different words for time in Hebrew, but this is the set time, which is the word moed. It's the same word in Hebrew that is used for feast. It is the same word that is used for in Hebrew for divine appointment so that we would understand that we know from the scripture that when God visited Sarah, it was during the time of one of the biblical feasts. So it's a time of the miraculous fulfillment of promise. Can you say this, week, this with me? During these feasts, I'm going to possess every promise that God has given me. Say, ready to possess the promises of God. 
Hallelujah. Now, I want you to see this word visited. The Bible says, and the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. So here we see the performance of promises. Set with me, the performance of promises. Okay, so what's this word visited? This word visited is a very unusual word because it's not the word you would expect to be for God, uh, for a real impartation that God is bringing to Sarah. Actually, the word visitation, I we would expect it to be, wow, he met her, or we would think of it to be something like the Bible says, set time. This word moed also means meeting because God's going to meet with us on Rosh Hashanah. Set with me. It's a divine meeting, a divine appointment. So we would think this word visited actually is the meeting with God. But it's one of the most unusual references that doesn't make sense unless you really understand what happens at Rosh Hashanah. The Bible uses this word pakad. Can you say that with me? Pakad. And pakad actually means to count or to make an assessment. Oh my goodness, to count or make an assessment? Now I want you to know, for a long time I wondered how in the world can we possibly connect a visitation of God with an assessment and with an analytical assessment of what is going to happen to Sarah at Rosh Hashanah. In other words, because it is Rosh Hashanah when he's conceived, and we need to understand why is the Bible telling us that God visited in the sense of making an analytical assessment. I want you to understand that this is what happens at Rosh Hashanah. I want you to understand that this is the time before we enter into the 10 days of awe, that God is making an assessment in our soul. And I want you to know that this is actually a reference that Sarah had passed every test. Because you know when she conceived Isaac, she didn't just conceive a son. She actually conceived a nation. And so therefore, in order to be qualified for her destiny, she had to go through a proving process. I hope somebody hears this today. God is proving his people today, bringing his people into a new place through a proving process. Somebody ought to say, I'm ready. Hallelujah. So she went through the proving process of her tests. And let me share with you how the Bible qualifies her. It's so amazing. Not only do we see her qualified through all of her tests because no one gets a free pass to destiny. Say this with me. No one gets a free pass to destiny. Hallelujah. We all have to be tested. Hallelujah. Are you ready for your test? Are you ready to pass the test through Christ? Amen. This is one of the most amazing things that, that the text teaches us about Abraham and Sarah. The Bible tells us after Abraham went through Leclerca, he left, he left his country, he left his kin, he left his father's house. And the Bible teaches us something incredible. Genesis chapter 12, verses 4 and 5 says, so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him and lot with him. And Abram was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, 
And Lot, his brother's son, and all the wealth, all the rakush, all the substance that they had gathered, and all the souls that they had gotten. Now, if we look at this, these words, he, number one, departed. Doesn't mean that he just left. Doesn't mean that he just, just, just uh, left out of there to go from one place to the next. What that word means is this word halak. It means he walked. That means he departed. He was walking in the paths of God. He wasn't just leaving, but he was following the paths of righteousness, and he was following in the ways of the Lord. Are you with me? If you are, say amen. Hallelujah. And I also want you to know, dear saints of God, that the Bible says that Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, all their rakush, all their substance that they had gotten, and all the souls, all the substance that they had gathered, and all the substance, all the souls that they had gotten. This word gotten is a very unusual word. It doesn't just mean they gathered up souls. It's very unusual. This is the word, all the souls that they had made. Souls they had made. Not souls they had gotten. Souls they had made. What does that mean? That means that the life of Abraham, the example of Abraham, not, not he had made, but they had made as a couple. That means that through their life, through their example, through their godliness, through the way they walked with God, they were making souls. That means souls that were at one time in idolatry. Souls that never knew about the one God. Through watching the lives of Abraham and Sarah, they became converted to the God of Israel. Are you with me? If you are, say amen. All the souls that they had made. You know, saints, let me just tell you this. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 26, I want you to understand that here in the book of Genesis, there was no written word yet. The written word didn't come till Exodus. There was no written word. So how are they going to know God without a written word? But the Bible tells us that Abraham's relationship with God was so intimate and his relationship with God was so pure and so wholehearted that God revealed to him and the Bible tells us in Genesis 26 verse 5 uh, because Abraham obeyed his voice watch what the word says because Abraham obeyed my voice kept my charge kept my commandments kept my statutes and my laws, Genesis 26, 5 for laws translates to the word Torah. That means when there was no written Torah, he had the Torah written in his heart and he followed the ways of God through knowing God. Are you with me, saints? So today, God wants us to be prepared for the miracle of Rosh Hashanah. I want everyone in this place, hallelujah, Thank you so much for joining us today. I am so excited about the biblical new year. All the dates in the Bible 
are scheduled according to the biblical calendar. No, none of our secular dates are in the Bible. All dates in the Bible are on the calendar that God himself commanded Moses to start when the children of Israel came out of Egypt. But what is so exciting is that when the biblical feasts are there, there is usually a phrase that is consistent through all the texts that says, for you. It says, this shall be the beginning of months for you. It is the first month of the year for you. Or concerning Rosh Hashanah, in Numbers chapter 29, verse 1, the Bible says, it is the day of the blowing of the trumpets for you. What is this concept for you? This means that God ordained these dates with destiny just for you. That means it's a time of personal providence. It's a time when God interacts with us. It's a time of visitation. It's a time of impartation. And I'm so excited about Rosh Hashanah because Rosh Hashanah is the time that we enter into the days of awe, the days where we prepare for God's best in our lives, the days of destiny that God has for us in the new year, stopping the cycle, starting into a brand new thing that God has ordained in our lives. Today, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that you will experience the most powerful season of your life. My prayer for you is that supernaturally you would shift in your, in your destiny, that you would come up to the next level that God has ordained for you. And in closing today, we spoke to you in the first a part of the program about why this test. I want to share with you one little supernatural secret about the word test. The word test used here in Genesis chapter 22, verse 1, after these things did God test Abraham, is the word nasion, and hidden in the word nasion is a very powerful supernatural secret. This is the secret behind Hebrew words. In the word is the word nes, nasion. Hidden in that word is the word nes. And nes actually means miracle. Did you know you should not become discouraged about a test. You should not think that you are being indicted by God or that you did something wrong and now you're going through a test. Do not view the test as being beat up by God, but know that the test is for your best and God has proven it through the word that he chose to be used for test because hidden in that word is the word miracle. Two things. You're going to need a miracle to get through the test, and God has already guaranteed it. God is guaranteed if you trust him, walk with him, and ask God not to allow you to become angry and blame other people when you're in the test, just to follow the test the way many of those who endured tests in the Bible show us those supernatural secrets, the little secrets that bring big success. But secondly, we need to understand, dear people of God, not only has God guaranteed you a miracle, he's going to get you through this test, but he's going to supernaturally stretch you to the next level, and that's going to take a miracle. Because what he's got for you is another level of destiny right after the test. Can we pray today?
Pray today that this year you are going to come into the highest dimension of destiny, that you are not going to go around the same mountain again, that you are realizing today that the test is just the stepping stone to your next level. Heavenly Father, we want to give you praise that you've already given your guarantee that the test has the word miracle in it. You promised that they are going to have a miracle in order to pass the test. And Lord God, we ask you that you would provide, Lord Jesus, that next level of destiny that they are going to enter into would be so great, so powerful, every door to open, supernaturally surprise your people with doors of destiny that are going to open, Father, that which you created them for. Let them continue to experience after every test and during every test, leklaka, let them go to their selves. Let them go to their true selves. Let them meet a portion of their destiny that they never knew was part of who they were. Something you have prepared for them. Something that you have ordained for their lives. Just like Abraham, when he came out of the land of Padam Aram, Syria, and obeyed you and surrendered his complete will to your will, you led him to a self he did not know really was truly him. You changed his name from Abram to Abraham. You made him a father of many nations instead of just being the father of a lamb. God, you let him encounter not only a destiny that was so great, so vast, the formation of the nation of Israel, and that all his descendants, when he had not one descendant, under Abram, he had no descendants, but under Abraham, his descendants, were as multiple as the sands of the as the stars of the heaven and the sand of the seashore. I claim this for every person that enters into the test and says, God, not my will, but thine be done. Thank you for joining us today. And if you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life and you want to do that right now, would you say this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I receive grace right now into my life for you to wash away every sin. I want to live a victorious Christian life. I ask you to wash me free. Take away any addictions. Take away anything in my life that is sinful or not like you. I ask you, Lord, to be my best friend. Wash me clean with your blood. Give me a brand new nature. I receive my calling and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I ask this Lord today to be brand new for a new walk in this world with you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Beloved, I invite you visit our new website at breathofthespirit.org or merely Google search Dr. Michelle Corral. I also want to invite you to be part of my Day of Destiny podcast. Look at our Facebook or any of our social media. We love you and the announcer is going to tell you now how you can become part of our worldwide Hesed missionary outreach, including our latest outreach, which is a home for refugees in Poland for the Ukrainian refugees. We love you. We will see you and just next week. And now here's our announcer. Thank you for joining us on our telecast today. We want you to know that your love is greatly appreciated. 
we'd like to invite you to take this opportunity to donate to our Hesed Global Missions. Let the love of Jesus shine on you today. You can help our feeding programs in Masaka, Uganda, and Kampala, Uganda, help educate children in India. We are raising up Christians who have been violated of their human rights in Pakistan through the Dr. Michelle Corral Sewing School. There are so many initiatives that need your seed. Become a part of Hesed Worldwide Global Initiatives today. Text Hesed to 77977 or visit our website, breathofthespirit.org, and click Donate to donate via PayPal. Thank you on behalf of the thousands that are helped every day by this ministry. Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at mydayofdestiny.com where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, and many other services to the suffering church and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button or text to give. Text HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. That's HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. You are also invited to visit Dr. Michelle Corral Facebook or Instagram. We look forward to having you encounter the anointing with us on our next Day of Destiny podcast.